They all had guns. All of them. Some of the guns were more sophisticated than others. But they all had guns. Donna Isa thinks he is 25 years old. He is not very sure because he has no way of knowing. Donna was displaced from his hometown of Boboshe, northeast Nigeria, seven years ago when the Boko Haram insurgency erupted. These days, he spends his days at an unofficial camp for displaced persons in Meidugori, the Borno state capital. There are many things he knows will afflict him at the camp. Hunger, poverty, and suffering. But he could never have thought he could be abducted at his farm, despite it being far from his camp. This is Vestiges of Violence. A weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. At around 12.30pm, about two months ago, we were on the farm and they came. They asked us who we were and where we came from. I said we were originally from Boboshi. They asked us what we do for a living and we told them we are farmers specializing in bean farming. They started asking us all sorts of questions. Our names, whether we had phones, we said no. Then they checked the food flasks where we had eaten earlier that day and saw it empty. Suddenly, eight of them caught four of us and bound our hands together. There were lots of them. Dona and his companions were taken into the forests, their hands bound behind them with ropes. Once they reached there, they were continuously drilled to ascertain their financial status. Dona had left his phone at home with his wife that day. He gave them his phone number and they dialed it. They called my phone and my family spoke to them. They asked them to send them recharge cards so they could use them to call them whenever they wanted. They asked us for a ransom of 500000 for each of us and we were four in number. They even asked for phone batteries for ransom. Dona and his companions spent three days in captivity. He went through unimaginable horrors during those days with no access to food or water. We didn't get water or food for three whole days. They were Boko Haram members and they kept talking to us about their daula. They threatened so many times to kill us if the ransom was not paid. Sometimes they will threaten to kill us. Other times they will threaten to take us to their daula and forcefully convert us to their ways. They said they were doing the work of God. They said they will use the ransom they get to further God's work. On the third day, the families of each of the abducted men were able to raise the needed ransom. However, when the time came to deliver it, 
the abductors insisted that women had to be the ones to bring it. And so, three women were selected to go. Koshi Ibrahim was one of such women because her older brother was one of the captives. Over the phone, he asked us if we wanted to see our children and brothers again. I said yes. Then they said if we wanted to, we would have to bring two million naira, some pancakes, a phone battery, and some cooked food. We rallied together and raised all the money they asked for. And then we cooked the food. They described to us where to bring the ransom. We delivered everything to them. I was very scared when I first saw them. The terrorists were exceedingly hairy. They were heavily built and smelled very badly. Some of them had on camouflage military clothes. Others had on plain black clothes. I gave them the money and they counted everything. Then they asked where the pancakes were, and I gave them. Then they asked for the phone battery, and I gave them one too. They were satisfied with everything. After Koshim and the other women delivered money and food, they were told to turn around and go back home. This puzzled them. I said, if we go back home, what will I tell all the people that raised this money and sent me on this errand? They told us to go back and trust them, that the boys would be released the next day. I said, how are we sure that they will be released? They said they were not liars, that they were only doing jihad, and that they were trustworthy people. We should trust that the boys would return. We had no choice but to go back home empty-handed. Koshim was very distressed. Because when the insurgents came to the agreed location to collect the ransom, they came along with one of the hostages to show her. The boy's physical appearance had changed completely. He had slimmed down and looked starved and dehydrated. She would later learn that the boy had not eaten nor drunk anything for three days. The boys did not return until two days later. They were released the day after as promised. But because they had to trek back, they had to sleep on the road. They came back two days later. There have been more abductions since, and Koshi herself ran into some abductors while farming, barely a week after this nasty incident. It was the last time she ever went to the farm. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. This story was reported and scripted by Hawa Shafinoho and edited by Kunle Adebajo. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Akila Jibrin and Hajara Ibrahim. The senior producer is Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humananglemedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida. <laughs>